0: Right. Good afternoon. This is your host, John, of the Research Review, creating a platform to connect and to inspire. I'm here with another excellent guest today, Razine. Hello, what's up, guys? And we're in a brand new location, Akron Children's Hospital. Uh, Razine's the first guest to do outside of the normal studio in the third season now of the Research Review, first guest on third season, and it is an honor to sit here and talk with you today. It's an honor to talk to you too, John. So, just a little bit of a background is we met through the Spurs program at Akron Children's Summer Pediatric Research Scholars, and it has been... It's been so, so wonderful. Yeah, one of the best opportunities I think uh, either of us have ever had. And we're going to go into detail a little bit about it more into the episode, but just a big thank you to uh, everyone who has helped organize this, our, both of our research mentors and all the wonderful healthcare professionals who have allowed us to shadow and given us a perspective into their their wonderful careers in the world of healthcare. So dedicating this episode to, to all of them, yep. to all yeah. of them. All right. So again, Razine, it's great to have you here, especially on a Thursday. I know Thursdays can get pretty busy for <laughs> yeah. us, uh, as yeah. always, as always. So yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you ended up here. Yeah, well,
1: first off, thanks, John, for the introduction. That was amazing. You know, you're doing a great job, so keep up the good work. Can't wait to see what's in store for you next. But um, yeah, so my name is Razine. Um, I'm from Akron I go to Ohio State I'm going into my third year studying neuroscience on the pre-med track
0: honors neuroscience yeah don't forget Uh, to mention in in
1: honors college yeah (laughs) and it's been it's been really 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 uh, challenging but rewarding Um, definitely my first two years was kind of like a rough start but last semester definitely got a lot of things in place and it's finally trending upwards. So hopefully we can keep that momentum up going into the next semester. But yeah, as I mentioned, neuroscience major and kind of my goal is hopefully to get into me- uh, medical school. And kind of like my long term goal dream would be to um, become a family medicine doctor.
0: Fingers crossed! Yeah, sure. I I know you will, and I can't Appreciate wait that. to see when you get to that point. When you do become a family medicine doctor, I'm definitely going to be referring my kiddos Please, to you. Yeah, I would not trust time. trust anyone else besides yeah. my boy Rosino. over Appreciate here. Appreciate that, yeah. Um, bring everyone, yeah, everyone, the whole family, yeah. whole family. So what what made what made you interested in family medicine?
1: Yeah, that's that's such a great question. You know, I it's actually really funny because kind of just to see like how. I came to that, you know, consensus of wine to be family medicine doctor because I started off, you know, definitely when I was a kid, just definitely interested in science, just thought it was super fascinating. Mm-hmm. And I think at the great age of ten years old I decided to Google what job makes the most money and it was doctor. Yeah. So I was like, Bet, like well, we'll we'll go ahead and, you know, go through with yeah. that. And when I was around eighteen going into college, I had an even better idea, which was Googling what makes the most money? And neurosurgeon came up. Oh no. And so I was like, alright, I'm going to be a neuroscience major then. And from the beginning, I was like, I'll just do neuros- like neurosurgery. And definitely was humbled very, very quickly going into college. And and honestly, I'm glad I was humbled. I, I think it was really like my experiences in volunteering and shadowing at various hospitals around the, Ak- the Akron area that made me realize like exactly what I want to do and what I don't want to do. And mm-hmm. Kind of just you know I think college you know as as you know a lot of people say a lot of good things about a lot of bad things about but I think the one thing for sure that people get out of college is that you walk out of there really finding out who you really are and who you want to be yeah and I think that that was really like you know thankfully you know I'm I'm only halfway done with with college but in in the two years I've definitely have like learned that like who I want to be and what I want to do and tying it back to the whole, the whole, like, my family medicine thing, like, like I mentioned, I went in thinking I was gonna be a neurosurgeon, shout a couple of neurosurgeons, and it just, just wasn't my vibe, it wasn't my thing, I, I, I respect them a lot, I, I learned a lot, it was definitely a great experience, but mm-hmm. I, I realized when it comes to, like, who I really am, you know, I'm, I'm someone who, I like to talk to people a lot, I like to actually get to know people, and, like, definitely a more social person for sure right. and and don't get me wrong you know nervous surgeons especially when they do like their outpatient clinics they they have to talk to patients as well but i think when their kind of main goal is obviously you know or at least most of the time is spent in the operating room doing surgeries not really talking to people unless it's their team i just realized like that isn't what i want to do like, i don't see myself you know regardless of of the accolades or the pay involved or anything like that i just realized like that is not something that I can see myself doing for the rest of my life or, like, would I genuinely be happy, like, doing that, you know what I'm saying? Like, it it just, I had that realization where, like, I kind of have to, like, put myself first and, like, actually ask myself, like, who am I and, you know, what are my strengths and what are my weaknesses? And as I mentioned, you know, I like talking to people. So I realized, like, you know, I I definitely, you know, still want to be in the healthcare field for sure, want to be a doctor. But Mm -hmm. I realized, like, let's definitely cater that interest of being in the healthcare field to my personality to my strengths and you know what i do best and so and as i mentioned you know being a people person for sure i i, I grabbed that's what made me gravitate towards primary care so right. things such as pediatrics family medicine internal medicine and and shadowing further you know narrowed down and like enhanced my experience you know when when i was shadowing with those with those doctors in these various hospitals and like starting to you know pick apart like okay like i like what they're doing in pediatrics but i don't like that much what they're doing in internal medicine kind of thing and, mm-hmm. and i think it's really you know shadowing i think is a great is really a great way to get these experiences because like you are you know even if you're not doing anything necessarily you are there with them right seeing everything that the the physician the nurse practitioner the pa etc you know that what what they're doing and you know seeing it for real that's what made me you know see fully like okay like can i see myself in their shoes in 10 20 years hopefully you know so I kind of realized, okay, like, you know, with internal medicine, you know, kind of the structure is they, they go in, they see the same, you know, couple patients in the morning and it, but the appointments are only maybe 10, 15 minutes just checking in to see, you know, if they're okay, if they need, if something new has happened, if they need any uh, new medications. And then, you know, we would only see patients for maybe a total of one to two hours. At least that was my, what my experience was at Akron General. Right. And then we just rounded for two more hours and then they told me to go home and mm-hmm. i i remember like it was it was really just like anticlimactic because i shadowed and family mess in akron general which i will talk about um yeah. and that was just such a wonderful great experience and then i to be honest i thought internal medicine i was like oh like that should be pretty similar right to family medicine and it just wasn't mm-hmm. and i was kind of just like taken back by like how i was expecting to do a full you know maybe eight to five eight to four a day and then at 12 they were like okay you can go home. I was like oh wow okay like that's great but also like I wasn't really expecting that. Right. And I realized like you know only seeing these patients for 10 15 minutes is just again not really what I am what I want out of my experience in the healthcare field. Mm-hmm. So took in, internal medicine off the list and then you know with pediatrics um they they're wonderful. Every pediatrician that I've shadowed or anyone you know involved at Akron Children's Hospital has been absolutely wonderful to me oh, yeah. and has it's been a wonderful experience for sure but I also kind of thought about how, you know, once these kids hit, you know, 20, 21, 22, I mean, they're, they're gone. They're going to their, their PCPs, right. you know, their, 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 um, like adult doctors and kind of, you know, it, it just, it did make me upset a little bit because I realized like, you know, you're maybe, you know, I get attached to some of these, mm-hmm. you know, patients and then to realize that they're just going to go in off one day, you know, and that's where I kind of realized, you know, with, with family medicine that this is kind of perfect. It's the best of both worlds because right. you're seeing literally every age from zero to
0: 100 basically mm-hmm. yeah and and so you get to stick with these kids a, you know after they're past like 20 whatever you get to stay as their pcp as they're grown up
1: yeah if if that's what they want if they still want to see you and you know they i mean it's rare obviously cause, right
0: because people you know
1: move locations get families and you know move out and everything but, but you have the ability yeah it's, yeah it's very possible you know and to kind of you know strengthen that even further i um I shadowed over at, at Family Mess in General, as I mentioned, mm-hmm. and um, the, um, the medical student coordinator, the education coordinator there was just super nice to me. And mm-hmm. it was it was actually really fun because it was last winter break when I started shadowing. And it was, I shadowed a couple neurologists here at Akron Children's. And mm-hmm. like I said, like, it was great. I enjoyed what they did, but right. it, I couldn't see myself doing it. And then after that, that's when I started to shout out family medicine at Akron General. And she was, you know, the, as I mentioned, the medical education coordinator was just super nice to me. Mm -hmm. And I was only, you know, shouting for three weeks because that was how long my winter break was. But she was able to, you know, you know, let me, allow me to, to shout out with pretty much every single resident and attending physician there. And, you know, whether it was like, you know, um, one physician in the morning then one physician in the afternoon and, let me tell you, like just my experience there was just, it was unforgettable, honestly. Like the one thing that really stood out to me the most was just how relaxed and personal these appointments were yeah. in terms of like the conversation. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't feel like, like a doctor's visit almost, you mm-hmm. know, with, with, with the majority of these patients. Like it it was more of just like a friendly conversation, you know, with obviously their health issues involved, but just the way that these, these physicians, these residents were structuring their conversation and their visits was just something that like really just I connected with honestly. Like I yeah. could see myself doing it. Like just
0: I go, could see you in that position as yeah, well. For no, sure, thank man. you, bro. Yeah.
1: Like like just like going in like you know introducing themselves and like it's it's a very like it's not like a hi sir like yes ma'am no ma'am kind of thing it was more of like hey like how are you like it's like 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 seeing an old friend or something like that and Mm -hmm. like you know they when they start talking it's always you know a personal question first like oh like do you still golf like how's kayaking been how's the grandkid that level of like being that personal and like close with them and i was like wasn't really expecting that you know it was my first time shadowing Mm -hmm. that department and then even when they were talking about their you know diagnosis or like their their like health related issues, it was still very it was just like it felt like a conversation right. versus like a, I'm the doctor, you're the patient, you're listening to me, you're talking to me vice versa kind of deal. Like, it, it was just not like that at all. Mm-hmm. and I these appointments you know they vary. some of them were really quick, some of them were really long but the one thing that was always consistent and the same was like after these you know these appointments ended. And, you know, the doctor's walking the patient out to the to the front door. It was always a very, you know, genuine, warm, thank you so much, doctor, you know, right. X. And, I don't know, it was just, it really resonated with me and stuck with me for a while now. And it's, it's funny because I understand that, you know, all of us really, like, still have a lot of time left to figure out what we really want to do and want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's not like, oh, I definitely need to do family medicine right now because it's one thing right now. Like, I'm right. completely aware that if I, you know, make it to med school that and, you know, do my rotations, that's when... I get more experience and I can Mm -hmm. really go from there in terms of like figuring out if this is really what I want to do or not. The fact that like, you know, since shadowing and failing medicine, I've I've had a lot lot of, you know, other shadowing experiences and honestly, nothing has topped that or like has come close. I mean, there's been a couple that have come close, but nothing's ever gone over that experience. And that's what really made me like realize like, okay, like this is perfect for me. Like I want to build relationships with my patients. I want to get to know them on that level. And, be able to, you know, do my job as a healthcare provider to give them the best treatment, you know, possible. But at the same time, have that, you know, close relationship with them where they feel comfortable talking to me and like right. getting to know me and me getting to know them. And I feel like family medicine is is really the core of what it means to be in healthcare. Being educated enough to to provide that level of, of help on a health level, right. but at the same time, having that compassion, having the sympathy and empathy to give them that personal level of care. You know, I, I think really family medicine, you know, regardless of, you know, what people say about the field or I, I really do believe that family medicine is the, the basis of what it means to be in medicine in healthcare. So I think I've, I mean, I've, I've, it's been only, you know, a little bit over a year since that experience. But, you know, since then, I've been very, very, you know, set, I guess, on following that career path. You know, and right. I mean, currently, I don't have any regrets. I don't, I don't plan on changing it anytime soon. I feel very, very, I think for the first time, like, I feel very, like, structured and, like, um, like, I have, like, I feel like I have a strong foundation, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. I'm very stable right now when it comes to, like, what I want to do, where I want to be for my goals and dreams. So, right. That's kind of, you know, how I feel about family medicine.
0: I never asked you that question before. Yeah. I never did. And you know that was that was an excellent way that you described family medicine. Yeah, thanks, it really opened up my eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can tell that sh- that shadowing made a huge huge impact sure. on you. 100%. Yeah. Yep. And that's an excellent decision because you really are a people's person. I appreciate that. And yeah. Yet, yeah, that is very rare. For someone who's so heavily involved in like the research and who enjoys the science and everything like that. We talked a little bit before about Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember. He's, he's a huge idol of mine be, yeah, in, of mine because he's so involved into the... He's not, a, he's not a medical doctor, but he's mm-hmm. a, a doctor of physics, astrophysics. And he can relate to people so much. Now, you said you originally wanted to go in to be a neurosurgeon. And that's yeah. when I said... Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Because I uh, I did the exact same thing when I was int- first interested in medicine. And I was just like, out of yeah. curiosity, you know, who does make the most money? Yeah. Neurosurgery was like some crazy. Yep. So much respect for their day-to-day. 100% agree. Day-to-day lives. Cause, <sighs> and everything that they have to go through, both in the operating room and outside of the operating room, because I couldn't. I couldn't do that. I mean, yeah. they are they are some next-level individuals. Yep. So, so much respect to them. But, yeah, I just, just not for me. Yeah, same here. <laughs> not for me either. i had I have
1: to learn that the hard way. Mm-hmm. Well, not the hard way, but, like, just to, like, see it as it is right. and then see, like, oh, this is how it is. This is just not what I want to do. Then mm-hmm. that's it. You know, there we go. And, you know, my I try to keep an open mind for sure. I know, again, as I mentioned with, like, if I get into med school and we do those, like, rotations and stuff, maybe I end up having an amazing like, – amazing, you know, neurosurgeon that I work with, um, end up changing my mind, right. You know, right, right. Uh, you know I was an open mind, but I think like if we're talking in this specific time and place right now, my, my current mindset, it, it is family medicine. Yeah. So, yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's
0: great. Yeah. I know the resident, like when I shadowed a lot of the residents here, they're always like, when you get into rotations, mm-hmm. you you'll go, he's like, a lot of my fellow students went into medical school thinking they were going to do something completely different than what they came out with after doing rotations. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think a lot of it depends on the doctors that you are shadowing. Mm-hmm. I mean, exactly. I went to path- pathology, and that was something I actually didn't even know anything about before. Kiara, she actually introduced me to oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they, that was probably... One of the best shadowing experiences I've ever had. I know, they yeah. made a whole itinerary for us. We got to meet with almost every single doctor within the department. They took time to sit down with us and show us slides and explain to us, you know, how they're coming up with these decisions. And we got to sit in with, at conferences and, you know, really get, they gave us a tour of everything. Showed us the whole process on what it takes to make samples. And... I mean, it's on the top of my list right now. Yeah. I didn't know anything about it huh. before. Yeah. I didn't know anything about it before. When I first heard about it, I was semi-interested. And then I came out of there and I was like, wow, yeah. this might be something like I really, really want to do. Mm-hmm. Just because of the, the energy that the, that the doctors had and the time that they, they gave us was so nice. Yeah. And I was really appreciative of that. Mm-hmm. But it's nice to get a background now of the healthcare field as a whole. Right. To see all of the different pieces that come into play. Yep. I mean it's not like you know that you have like Grey's Anatomy where yeah. it just focuses on it just focuses on the OR, right. this individual or this individual and makes it like a like a one man show. Mm-hmm. It's not. You know, this is this is a whole huge ecosystem. I agree. You know? Yeah. And it's just it's just amazing to spend time in each different piece mm. so you can see how everything plays together as a system right so i mean blessed blessed for that experience yeah. so so really I mean, yeah but blessed for career. the spurs experience yeah you know, I, for I think spurs. it's been this has been amazing yes. yeah I, I know we,
1: we definitely want to talk about you know the spurs program and you know if, if it's not if it's cool with you i just wanted to ask like well, how would, even before like being accepted into the spurs program like mm-hmm. what were your, your like pre-notions or like assumptions of the I guess, at least now, mm-hmm. you know, being, you know, seven, eight weeks in, is it everything that you expected? Is it different? Has it been better or worse? Or, you know, how, what are your feelings on the program?
0: More, more than I expected. Yeah, um, I, I, I thought it was just going to be uh, more research focused. Um, it is. It is research focused. And it's, I you know, I was involved in three different research projects back at Kent. Mm. And this one here. Has been by far my, the most that I've been engaged, uh, you know, within the work, yep. and it's been something outside of my field too. Right. But the amount of shadowing, the amount of shadowing that yep. we we have, and um, the time that the doctors have spent with us, and that the PAs have spent with us, the nurses have spent with us, the the caseworkers have spent with us, has been how bright the environment is. I know, right? Yeah, I was not never worked in a pediatric hospital before, mm. right? And I was really surprised by how bright the environment is. Everyone at the desk is so friendly. We have a ball machine. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I, I was was Yeah, I was walking <laughs> out of the burn center, and I saw a pony. Exactly. So, by far, exceeded my exceeded yeah. my expectations. I mean, I actually have fun, like, you know, putting on dress clothes and coming into yeah, work. Right. That's something I've never had before. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I thought it was going to be more research-focused. Mm-hmm. My I came in freshman year pre medicine. Yeah, and sophomore year, I decided to... I was really involved in research at my school. I had this going for me. Yeah. And I decided, you know, I, I want to stay with this. I want to get my PhD. Mm-hmm. And I became less interested in the clinical side. Yeah. This completely changed my perspective. Yeah. Especially working with my mentor, Dr. Ronald Seas, who has his MD, PhD, and yeah. his PhD. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, that seems to be the route that I'm going on right mm-hmm. now. That's something I never thought was really possible. Right. But... I've been with people who have shown me that it is, you know, really ambitious people who have shown me that it is and who believe in me, mm-hmm. you know, and are like, you know, you should do this. You can do this. Right. And that's something I was never really associated with. before. No. Yeah. And then plus too, you know, everyone in this program is so bright. I know, dude. Like,
1: we, we everyone's like, I mean, they're not only just bright, but they're just so nice and like supportive, which yeah. I honestly wasn't expecting, mm-hmm. you know, I... You know, kind of my, you know, two cents on the program, I guess, like, before going into it initially was, you know, I, I thought this was just going to be a regular research inter- internship kind of deal. Come in, you know, you, you get paired with um, a random mentor, you know, right. you do your work with them and then go home. That's kind mm-hmm. of it, you know, because sometimes there's, there's preconceptions like pre-med kids or like any pre-professional kid that's doing a lot of like that hard work of like they're all you know all work no play you know right. and i you know i can admit that i definitely did make that assumption thinking like oh like i'm probably not gonna connect with these kids or like it's only gonna be on like a academic level i guess mm-hmm. and then you know like i said everyone's just gonna do their own thing you know you do your work you go home that's it you know kind of deal and i just remember like orientation like immediately knowing and feeling that like i was proven wrong but i'm so glad i got proven wrong you know like yeah. I think you know, a couple of things just to highlight, you know, I think, you know, with the research program, like the research itself, at least it's, I, like I mentioned, I'm, I'm a neuroscience major and my, my research project for the Spurs program is in the cardiothoracic surgery department. Right. And, you know, in the PICU and which is something that I have absolutely, you know, prior to this, you know, zero experience with. Mm-hmm. And when I kind of realized, you know, the work that they're giving us and, you know, kind of what what entails in that, you know, what you have to do in mm-hmm. terms of like your your chart reviews and your data analysis and then overall writing your like your research paper or poster or PowerPoint presentation. Right. I I am like fully invested right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I like I said it's it's crazy to think like, you know, six, seven weeks ago, eight weeks ago, I had no idea. I didn't even know the anatomy of a heart. Like I, I couldn't tell you where what a mm-hmm. right ventricle was or a right atrium. <laughs> I really did not know what it was or where it was. Yeah. And to see how, like, far me and, like, everyone else in this program has come, you know, to to really gain this knowledge and to to be so fully, you know, enveloped in this, in the research question and the project, the program as a whole, I think it's been amazing, like, what the type of work that we're doing. And even taking a step further, you know, with this program, too, just, like, all this other stuff. That we get you know with this program like you know going to didactics or grand rounds Mm -hmm. or conferences where it's like
0: free lunch yeah exactly 100 (laughs) percent, and free parking
1: but you know it's i feel like a legit like a healthcare worker like i actually work here and belong here you Mm -hmm. know whether that's a med student or as a resident just the how much stuff we you know we get to do even outside of the research research project and even you know as you mentioned shadowing i definitely came in you know with this mindset of okay I already want to do family medicine. I already have a bunch of shadowing hours. I don't need any more. And then when I realized, like, you know, we are probably never, like, at least an undergrad, ever going to have this chance to just shadow in every or any single department in the Agnes Jones Hospital. Like, Mm -hmm. that's when I realized, like, because they had, like, this, like, this paper where it shows every department that we're allowed to, like, contact and get, like, a shadowing experience set up with. I just realized in that moment, like, wow, like, this is probably never going to happen again. And... Um, because like shouting is honestly hard to get you know a lot of times uh, at least at Ohio State I know the vibes over there it's like it's so competitive Mm -hmm. you know you have to actually know the doctor and then if you get the experience it's usually only for like one day and it's maybe even a half day and then that's it Mm -hmm. you can't really you know get to know the doctor that well you can't appreciate what they're doing can't enhance the relationship with the physician even further than that and it's like it kind of sucks you know in my opinion because it's like you know at that point I feel like you're just checking a box off when it comes to like getting to a certain amount of hours and right. that's it. Right. But not actually having anything to talk about, you know, about it and or being passionate about what you you know, what, just experience. So, mm-hmm. I think with this program, you know, I, I know for sure I've, I've shown some other departments I've been very curious with such as like, you know, the NICU, emergency department, palliative care, hospital medicine, behavioral health, you know, those things where it's like I have always been kind of curious about how, you know, they operate in those departments, but again because shawing is just so hard to come by it was more of like all right it's just a curiosity that i'm going to tap the tape but with this program it's definitely allowed you know all of us to really expand our knowledge and experiences of what we can witness and you know and go into you know what we like because i know you talk about like loving pathology like so much Mm -hmm. and i'm you know talking to the other spurs kids you know they they come in saying like oh i want to do this you know i want to do x y and z when i grow up or you know go into this department when i grow up and most of them are still are still have that same objective, but they've also now, you know, have all said, like, oh, I also have a more appreciation for oncology or mm-hmm. GI, et cetera, et cetera, you know. And it, again, the only reason they can say that is because this program allows us to have those shadowing experiences. So right. I think that's, that's just you know, amazing, obviously. So I think, you know, the shadowing and the research and, you know, being able to do all these other things that make us feel like, we're like a med student or resident is, is what really makes this amazing. And I think, you know, to top it off, uh, all off, it's the people, Yeah. you know, I mean, I'm just, like, seriously, I mean, I've, you know, you and grace and Kiara and Hunter and, you know, just a bunch of other people. Like I just, I can genuinely say like, these guys are like, my real friends, you know what I'm saying, because, right. like, you know, we, you know, I, I love people who we can, you know, be really helpful and supportive to each other when it comes to, you know, things related to, like, our research, or, um, I know a lot of us are getting ready to apply for med school, you mm-hmm. know, very soon, and that's obviously a really stressful time, a lot of, you know, resources and things involved in that. And Fingers crossed. Yeah, I know, right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we all got it. Yeah, and the fact that, you know, we've been able to help each other and be so supportive, but also, like, we're, you know, getting lunch together all the time, we're always goofing off in the library and stuff, and, like, I, at least, you know, for a, most of us too, like we we've talked a lot outside of the hospital, and yeah. you know, have be, all become friends now. It's that's really is really like you know, seriously, like the only reason I get up in the morning and like want to come here. Like, don't get right. me wrong, like I'm I'm very blessed and grateful to have this experience, but like I don't know about you, but I'm not a morning person. Yeah. You know? So having to get up for like an eight AM shower, I know it's gonna be worth it, and but at the same time, like ah, oh, like this is such a drag, but. Knowing that, like, after the shadow experience, I can, you know, go to lunch with you guys, you know, talk about what we did today, and then, like, mm-hmm. you know, go to the library and just, like, work on our projects or just talk about other stuff. That's what really has made this program, I, and actually, you know, this summer, you know, been amazing for me, is just me and you guys and being able to share these experiences. You know, I, I think when you find your people, they you always know, talk about finding your people, and, you know, I, I really did think I did find mine in, in, yeah. in, the, in, this, in the term of, like, find people who have similar goals dreams futures as you but also a very supportive and similar you know fun personality slash mindset i mm-hmm. think that's what really it's rare to find these days in my opinion you know so yeah. the fact that this program has given me you know you guys like i i you know that's probably gonna be something that i'm always gonna remember for the rest of my life really it's just the people that i met in this program
0: definitely so, yeah definitely and hopefully you know we're all going to stay in touch afterwards for sure dude, yeah the you mentioned how supportive everyone is yeah. and that's something that we need to continue to do you know coming out of here i think I that's agree. another big thing like that we're taking away is that that support system yep cuz you mentioned we're all getting ready to apply to medical school it's tough it is it's tough. stressful mm-hmm. you know it it um i think we're all really really top applicants but there's always that uncertainty in the back of our mind I and agree. that really really can eat away at someone. Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. and you mentioned, you know, pre-med culture is yeah. very competitive at For points sure. For sure. and yeah. it, it's it's very toxic. Yep. And yep. It, that's the only pre-med culture I've ever been exposed to before mm-hmm. coming here mm-hmm. at, at my university as well. Same here, everyone's yeah. so competitive yeah. and it's everyone's so individual on their own paths. You know yep. what I mean? And it's like, we're going into a profession so we can help others exactly why are we not helping ourselves i know dude you know
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's you know it's it's really funny you you mentioned this and i I won't go into it a little bit too much just because this is you know something i'm very passionate about so i'll I'll, you know i'll keep some of my thoughts to myself Mm -hmm. but you know it's it's really hard for me and i know for a lot of people too because you know personally me you know i i was never the smartest kid in the room you know what i'm saying like I, i mean i wasn't dumb for sure but like there's always been people who have been, you know, more successful or more privileged than me. And, you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've had to work, you know, very hard to get into the position I'm in. And it was really going to Ohio State, you know, going to college. And, you know, it's it, it might be different for different colleges. You know, Ohio State's a big school. And yeah. the neuroscience major is very niche. And, like, you know, we have about 300 kids in, in the program. Mm-hmm. You know, so we, we're all taking the same classes together. We're all right. doing the same uh, extracurriculars together. And, you know, don't get me wrong. Like, I have... Uh, found a lot of my friends in the neuro major, or even in the premed, you know, mm-hmm. profession that like definitely have really elevated me, and I've helped elevate them when it comes to not only just you know their study skills, but also just them as as, as a person. I consider them very, you know, very very close friends. I'm very you know grateful to have. Right. And so not everyone's bad, you know. There are good people out there, but it is unfortunate that there are you know you know some people who I think they take it. I don't want to say too seriously but they take it too personally and then that's how this culture has started mm-hmm. you know i think i understand in the sense of like you know at the end of the day we are going against each other when it comes to like medical applications like it's either you or them or vice versa yeah and that's unfortunate you know but i think it's the way you go about it how you decide to compose yourself your attitude your behavior your demeanor towards other you know your other peers your you know fellow previous i think that's something that like in my opinion has gone out of hand and it's definitely you know almost it's I mean yeah it's toxic you know Mm -hmm. I there's been you know a couple examples you know would be a lot of times you know if I'm you know we all we're all taking like gen chem together or like a a bio class you know and again I've just recently kind of found out how to study for these kinds of classes these college classes you know but you know before that I was scrambling I was I was always you know when I took these midterms and stuff I was always getting around the average I was never you know top of the pack or getting A's in these classes and stuff like that and then you know I would ask some of you know my quote-unquote smarter friends and they would always you know have to like say something to me first know, it's like oh like that's a really easy question or like oh i don't know why you don't know that or like you know like kind of like that like, they have to look down on me first and then they help me so kind of have to you know they feel like they have to validate themselves first and then right. they can you know give me um me some help and it's it's been unfortunate you know because i when i was a freshman you know i felt and i felt like I had to be with smart people to be smart. That mm-hmm. was kind of like my mindset because they were also like my friend group too, you know, yeah. and, um, it took a lot of courage and guts and like like learning the hard way to realize like, you know what, I am doing more harm in myself staying with these people. So, you know, I have to let them go. Mm-hmm. And since letting them go, you know, I've, I've definitely can, you know, I, I mean, I believe at least that like I've become a better person you know not only you know getting better grades but also it's been exposing myself to more opportunities that have again you know have continued to elevate you know my position and my chances of you know getting my to my goals and dreams but it's good that you know once you find your people who actually you know appreciate you and love you for who you are then you know that the rest is history you don't right. have to worry about uh, any other people but it's still something that I see with people that I know of that I'm not friends with but you know if we're in a similar club or you know, similar leadership positions or whatnot, you know, it's, I still see that, you know, kind of those like small comments, those small remarks, snarky, you know, looks that like, you know, very subtle, you know, Mm -hmm. if, if you don't read between the lines or if you don't really look into it, then you think it's nothing, but these are people who, you know, they, they have one agenda and it's theirs, they don't, they're not really concerned about what you have to offer them offer to them because they believe that they're at the top and they're the best Mm -hmm. and don't get me wrong, you know, no disrespect to the people who genuinely are working hard and earning the grades that they have or like earning the positions that they have. Um, you know, I have a lot of respect for those guys, but I have more respect for people who help people out, who share resources, who, you know, help people, um, cross the finish line at the same time. That's Mm -hmm. all. That's honestly been my, my saying of like what I, like, who I want to be the most when it comes to, like, my time at undergrad and, you know, being a pre-med is just making sure I can elevate everyone to where we can cross the finish line at the same time. There's no reason to step on anyone's head to get to where you need to be, you know, and, and I, I say that because I've seen it firsthand. It's happened to me. I've been the victim of mm-hmm. that, you know, and um, so it's, it's, I look back, and it is, I do get, you know, upset a couple of times because, like, dang, like I really got my, like, I let people treat me like that, Right. but at the same time, I think, those tough experiences are what helped me become stronger mentally mm-hmm. and and you know academically you know and to to become the person that i am today i understand why this toxic pre-med culture exists i'm not a fan of it right you know I, i've you know i've i've been in it and you know it's not fun at all and i thankfully have gotten myself out of it but i know people who are still you know stuck in it mm-hmm. and what i've been trying to do you know with some of the leader positions that i'm involved in at ohio state is trying to you know help these kids understand that you know to always be yourself be authentic as you can be you know you know always have self-respect always be willing to to like it's okay to not be okay kind of deal you know and understanding and assessing the problem and then finding a way you know to get out of that you know sticky situation you know i i really do believe that everyone has the potential to to go to med school to be, you know, whatever healthcare professional profession that they want to be, mm-hmm. you know, genuinely, I, I really it, do. I think everyone's so incredibly smart and have a lot of creativity and, and brightness in them, yeah. but it's all about being in the right environment with the right people mm-hmm. honestly you know if you're in the wrong you know there's there's sayings everywhere on like instagram tiktok etc just you know saying like you know don't don't let yourself feel like you're worthless just because you're in the wrong environment you know find right. the people who actually appreciate you and your worth that's kind of my message i guess when it comes to like these kids or or anyone who's who's kind of going through this like toxic pre-med culture yeah. right now is that there are good people out there you just have to find them and once you do you know the rest is history right you know, in my opinion so
0: right it's beautifully put beautifully yeah, put you, and you bro. being yeah. in your leadership position within the neuroscience you know the, the neuroscience major definitely helps a lot of kids out because yeah. you're able to look at that and you're able to help guide them guide them throughout the journey and the process yeah. you need those you need those types of mentors you know what I mean Yeah. The mentors don't have to be professors um, or coaches or parents it can be people just a couple years older sometimes a couple years younger right. you know yeah. what I mean we can learn all a little bit from, from everyone but you know, having, the, having those pe- peer mentors, just as yourself, yeah. really, really helps out the incoming guys.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. And and those are, you know, that's, I know, for, I knew for sure the moment, you know, I was able to apply for a leadership position that, you know, being a mentor, um, you know, like a neuroscience ambassador, art and scientist peer mentor, those are do- definitely two things I want to do. Because, you know, a little bit of background mm-hmm. about myself even further is just that, you know, my, i'm an only child and i am too oh yeah i didn't know you oh, were a really? child oh cool okay
0: yeah <laughs> nice there we go yeah i
1: didn't know that either yeah. wow um see all this
0: stuff you find out when you have a podcast exactly no this is this has been amazing yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: um but you know my i'm an only child my parents you know immigrated from thailand come mm-hmm. here i was the first uh american citizen born uh, here it's amazing and i'm also the first person i feel family like, to go to college yeah my both my parents there was a lot of civil unrest back um back in, I believe it was the 70s or 80s in Thailand, mm-hmm. and, and my parents had to escape, and they they never even got their high school diplomas, you know what I'm saying, yeah. and like, so they could only, you know, help me so far, and let me, let me be very clear, like, I really genuinely appreciate everything they've done, you know, for me, they they really have made a lot of sacrifices to mm-hmm. come here, and to put me in the best position possible to be successful, and they've, right. they've taught me a lot of things, such as, you know, being selfless, and, you know, understanding the worth of money, and, and you know, always helping people out, and, you know, always, being as open-minded and compassionate and understanding as possible because you don't always know, you know, what the other person is going through. So right. keep an open mind, right. you know, and, and just being kind, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, my, my my parents, The really the, the one thing is, is that they taught me the most is just hard work, genuine, yeah. real, raw hard work. You know, um, both of them work, you know, very laborious jobs, as I mentioned, because they don't have even, like, a college diploma. Mm-hmm. So it's they've had to do a lot of things that involve, you know, a lot of, you know, hands-on work and stuff. And they've right. been working... whole life you know and it's it's something that i really look up to a lot and something that i apply within myself you know i I mentioned that like you know i might i don't have you know the best grades for sure Mm -hmm. you know and but because of that that doesn't necessarily stop me i mean obviously i want to you know i've been working on improving my grades really hard you know working hard on that but also you know the reason why i'm so involved so much is to try to like balance it out i guess when it comes like a med school application um i know a couple schools have been taking you know holistic approaches where they're looking at everything evenly not just your grades and mcat score but you know your leadership and your volunteering and your shadowing your letters of recommendation just like getting a more complete picture of you as an individual you know you are not just a number you know you are actual person you know with a personality with goals and dreams and i think that's that's something that like i've been working really hard to try to you know, create the best, you know, full, complete picture of myself to be able to present when the the time comes for me to um, apply for med school, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's kind of, you know, going back to the toxic pre-med culture a bit, it is kind of hard, you know, even at admissions level, because there are times when I feel like, whether it's the med school admissions, or just the general world, I, I feel like sometimes they value, um, smart doctors over good doctors. Yeah, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. And and you know it's like because I know people who sure they're very smart they're very successful but because of you know whether it's the privileged black background or just their personality where you know they're you know they're toxic. Mm-hmm. The fact that just because they have more better access to opportunities and better grades or whatever, and those are the I feel like sometimes those are the kids that get rewarded more than the kids like sure they don't they might not be. You know the best test takers or anything but they're you know very passionate about what they do and what they want to do right and you know the the hard work that they put in you know and you know their involvement in the community you know shows for it and sometimes they don't get rewarded at all mm-hmm. i i feel like that's probably you know probably not the like i was gonna say toxic level but not really but more of an unfair level but at like a higher level yeah. like a med school admissions level i know and exactly what you mean um and it's unfortunate, cause, but it's life, you know what I'm saying? And it's, it's been like that for a long time now. It's always been like that. So, you know, the best thing you can do is to have that balance and to try to, you know, navigate across, you know, right. that, that, that field. Um, I've always, you know, advocated for helping, you know, anyone, regardless, regardless of their situation, regardless of who they are. You know, if, if you're someone who genuinely needs help, I'm always going to give it to you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, like I mentioned earlier, it's all about helping everyone cross, you know, the finish line at the same time. And I think that's, that's super, super important. So yeah, you know, it's, it's been tough a couple of times. Like I mentioned, my grades were slipping during my freshman year and it was really just last semester when I got, you know, my research position in my research lab and then a couple of leadership opportunities. And then like the Spurs program this summer has been amazing. Like, Mm -hmm. like things have finally started, you know, looking up for me and like, I'm very, you know, blessed and and really grateful, genuinely very humble, you know, about everything that I've ever earned or been given, you know, to, to be in the position I'm in. But my point is that it takes a lot of hard work, you know, and someone like me who like, I, I don't like hand me outs. I don't like being spoon fed things. I like doing things, you know, the, 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 the real way, I guess, you know, it, I guess, I just hope it all pays off. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's kind of my mindset that I may be at a disadvantage and I might not be the best or perfect and everything, But I just hope that, you know, having a good heart and being passionate and being real about Mm -hmm. my experiences, you know, that, you know, whoever, whether it's medical admissions or, or, you know, fellows or doctors, interns, et cetera, like that, they can at least see that and give me a chance. You know,
0: it will work out. It will. (laughs) And let me tell you, there's so many people that are proud of you right now.
1: Dude, that means a lot, dude. I'm, I'm, and I'm super proud of you, too, bro. You've been putting in a lot of work, you know, this, you. this program. I've seen it every single day, you mm-hmm. know, so I, I really... Hum- I look up to you a lot, John. You know, i right? really humble and really grateful to, ha- to be able to have you in my life.
0: So. I am, too. Thanks for saying.
1: Yeah, bro.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you look at a lot of the uh, superhero movies, yeah. the superhero and villain mm-hmm. both have the same origin story. Yeah. They go through something... They they go through something that has made a negative that has made a negative impact in their life, some mm. sort of pain. We can resonate that with that through the pre med culture. Yeah. But it's how they reacted to the negative situation right, right. Okay. that made them a superhero or a villain. That's, we need that's crazy, we need actually. more yeah. heroes uh-huh. in the medical profession, bro. Yeah. We need more heroes. I, you're I definitely agree, setting an example for that. So, you know, I really appreciate that. I really appreciate that. Thank you, bro.
1: I'm trying my best. That's yeah. all I can do these days. I'm trying
0: my best, but yeah. All that. That. yeah. That's all we can do. Yeah. That's all we can do. We're not... We're human. Yeah. No, <laughs> like I agree. you said, yeah. we're Once not just numbers. We're human. Mm-hmm. You've shared a lot. You've shared a lot, and a lot that's really helped me. If you had one more piece of advice to share to the world, what would it be?
1: Dang, that's a... <laughs> that's a big question, dude. Yeah. That's a really big question, for sure. Um, I think off the top of my head, as maybe as Cory and cheese ad sounds, I, I would say just be kind. Mm-hmm. I, I think right now, you know, just the state of the world and people, we're we're so used to believing in what we believe in, you know, that we're always right. And then once something comes along that's different, we assume that it's wrong just because it's different. When right. that's obviously not, you know, that's nece- not always necessarily the case. Um, and this this goes for general life too, not just you know school or med school and beyond. You know, I, I just feel like it's really important to to be you know compassionate and sympathetic, but also just super understanding. You know, it's sometimes you meet people for the first time and you make you know assumptions. I can't admit that I do I, I do that Same, you know yeah. and and because we think that we know everything and we and we think that we know what's best for them and ourselves, but. The truth is we don't mm-hmm. you know and i've i've learned a lot in my life you know about really really trying to get to know these people and to, uh, to appreciate them for who they are you know them being themselves right. that that's that's a massive thing and i think you know a lot of conflicts that happen in the world is just because of mis- miscommunication mis- misunderstanding mm-hmm. you know um so i just hope that we can all you know maybe take a step back you know think before we talk and, you know, try to, you know, see the best version of people instead of the worst version, you yeah. know. And, and you know, a lot of times, you know, when you do that, you find something that you have in common. And the next thing you know, you end up learning something from them that you'll never forget. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think, you know, that's kind of the beauty of being human and, and, and life is that there's always something new that you can do. And there's always something new that you can learn. It's a matter of, are you willing to take that risk? Are you willing to open right. up yourself to those new experiences, those new places, those new people, you know? And I think that all starts with having a good heart and being kind, you know? And, and you know, it's easier said than done, obviously, but I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen people do that, and I've seen, and I, I, and I believe in that. So mm-hmm. I just hope that we can all kind of, you know, you know have that mindset one day because I, I do believe that's going to make the world a better place. Yeah. So
0: it's those simple things. Yeah. We need to come 100% together. 100% dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Razine, I really appreciate you. I really appreciate you. Yeah, dude, you. This,
1: this was great, bro. Like like I said in the beginning, but I'm just going to say it again, you know, you're, you're an amazing dude. You Thank know, you. you've been putting in a lot of work, and I've only known you for, you know, seven, eight weeks, but, I mean, it feels like a lifetime. It feels like I've known you for years, and, you know, I've, You've always been super kind to me. Always, you know, have we? I always have the best conversations with you, John. Obviously, you know, and it's
0: you're the first person that brought us. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you know, and and obviously, you know, we even outside the hostel, like I like I've said, you know, we we have a lot of conversations, you know, about med school, about other things, mm-hmm. and you know, you've always been someone that I can look up to, and I can always look forward to, you know, when it comes to talking or hanging out, and you know, I think again, you're an amazing person. You're doing a lot of great things, you mm-hmm. know, not you know this. Not only just you know with the Spurs program, with with this podcast, and what you do at Kent State, you know, and and again, super blessed and grateful and humble to to be able to have met you and you know to have you in my life, and and I think that you know, I think you know, not I think I believe that you're gonna get very very far, you know, and and we will, yeah, we will, and I've already seen a lot of that, you know, in in this program and beyond. So I just hope that you know we can stay in touch even after this program ends, and you know, I yeah, I mean, I just. Can't genuine, genuine. Cannot wait to see what's in store for you, and you know, you know, wishing you all the best, man.
0: Thank you, thank yeah, you man. for seeing. And like I said, I, I would trust you with my kids. Yeah, yeah. You know, once you medicine doctor, I, for I want, sure. <laughs> I want, I want dozens of them. Yeah, bro. So I mean, your schedule's going to be booked, bro. I'll give you the discount.
1: The <laughs> discount, <laughs> family, family discount. Yes, yeah, sir. Family yeah. Discount.
0: Yeah, man. That's, that's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Just trying to bring us all together. Yeah, bro. As this one. this is great, bro.
1: I, again, thank you for having me. This this I I've never done something like this before, you know, and and I realize now that, you know, like finally doing this, be able to openly talk about things that like we can relate to or what's on my mind, what's on your mind. This mm-hmm. this has been great. This is a great experience, great opportunity. So, yeah. I, you know, I, I invite anyone who's, you know, interested in research and and the med field or anything, you know, hop on this podcast. It's definitely a great time, fun mm-hmm. time. So, yeah,
0: thank you. And do it do it if you have doubts about whether you're capable of research or medicine clear them clear them and give it a chance um yep. like you mentioned earlier everyone's capable mm-hmm. everyone's capable and yeah Never. <laughs> <laughs> well Rosine, again it's been awesome having you on like yes, sir. it's so awesome having you on yes, sir. um welcome back anytime yeah and I know you're gonna You're going to do great things this this year. Likewise, and you're going to do amazing things too, We're going to have a lot to catch up on during a second episode. Yes, sir. Looking forward (laughs) to (laughs) it. Again, this is your host, John, of The Research Review, creating a platform to inspire. Peace out.